Welcome to the Milt Talk Legacy Builders Podcast, a place where Milts can connect to one another to inspire, motivate, and collaborate to continue to build a strong and well-connected alumni association. I believe that Milton Hershey School rebranding is actually just getting started, and I want to be part of that journey. I think the best way to commemorate Milton and Catherine Hershey is to continue our own legacy that impacts the world as Milton Hershey so impacted us. I believe the level of extraordinary that each and every milk carries within them is deeply underestimated, and this podcast will help in the journey to show off what milts are really made of. I'm excited to get to know more milts, more insight to their upbringing, and what they're doing now to build their legacy and bring value to others, and what being a milt really means to them. Today, I'm talking to Craig Ward, class of 2007, founder of Ward of Health. Craig is an advocate for good health with a passion for making healthy choices and giving ourselves the best options to nurture our body. Craig is a young father with an indescribable love for his family's health and well-being. That realization has led him on the path of great ambition and pursuit of happiness. He believes that we need to be aware of our behaviors and habits we pass down to the next generation. He has acquired over a decade of experience in the food industry ranging from fast food management to bartending and serving. His mantra of organization and cleanliness exudes into the foundation of the core of Ward of Health. Welcome to the Milt Talk Legacy Builders podcast, Craig, and thank you so much for being my guest today. All right, so we're going to get um, right into it. So what what um, what class did you say? You said you were 07, right? 07, yep. And when did you get to Milton Hershey? How old were you when you got there? I was 10, 2001, I believe. It was right before my 11th birthday. Okay, yeah, I was 10 years old back in 96, <laughs> though. Okay, so um, now when you got to, did you know, like as a kid, did you have this same passion for, for good eating? Were you always um, a pretty good eater or did that, did that change later in life? I've always been a pretty good eater. Um, my mom and my dad, they had a catering business, a small catering business um, at one point in their lives. And I got to see their, you know, cooking ability. Um, and they both, you know, instilled in me from a young age how to cook and the ability to cook uh, for yourself. So yeah, it was always an eight pretty much. Oh, that's good. So what kind of food did they, did you grow up eating with them? Um, you know, Southern, Southern classics, you know, the traditional Southern classics, you know, fried chicken, collard greens, mac and cheese, black eyed peas, you know, stuff like that. Um, they had, you know, a, a really heavy reliance on seasoning and flavors um, and, and bringing out uh, the best of the food and the items that they were using with, the, you know, the herbs and the seasons and the spices they were using. Um, so that was like instilled in me at a young age that everything had to be, you know, seasoned and flavored correctly. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> per the dish you're making. Uh, and so like from, for me, it, it just was like, you know, a, a very fun thing always being in the kitchen. I like to be able to bring people, you know, in the kitchen and, and be able to give them food and have them see that, hey, I know how to cook and I'm a man. And a lot of people didn't, you know, know that men knew how to cook. Um, my mom was big on having her sons know how to cook, so. Oh, that's great. How many brothers and sisters do you have? Um, I have a younger sister and I have an older brother, but I also have three stepbrothers, so. Nice, and, and do you all cook? Yeah, we all cook. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's good. So when you graduated Milton Hershey, um, what did you study? Did you go to college? I did go to college briefly. Um, I went to college for the first year. I went to Coppin State University. I studied biology and business. Um, wow, so totally different than what you're doing now. 
Well, not really. I mean, if you think about it, biology and I'm in business. So, I mean, like biology was always like a passion. Like I wanted to be uh, a chiropractor or physical therapist, pretty much helping people, um, you know, in, in a physical sense, I'm still doing it, but I'm doing it from like a base standpoint of helping them build up foundation of health and wellness and like how you can pretty much maintain a healthy lifestyle and you know that you can pretty much prevent all the other diseases and stuff from being an issue and needing those people um so yeah yeah that's actually so true i mean biology yeah it we are made up of biology so you definitely yeah. still are in, in that range as opposed to what you're as what you're putting in into your body um and then business yeah that's so true i mean you're an entrepreneur so you absolutely <laughs> went went that venue so you didn't finish out college you just decided you wanted to get straight into the workforce yeah um i, I was uh i wanted to finish out college but then like i, I just like for me it's like i kept being uh sucked back into the need for you know money and being able to, to afford what i needed to you know pay for books and this, yeah. this and that and the third, you get to get back and forth to class and my family, you know, they were always, you know, used to me being in Mount Hershey. They weren't um, available to help me, you know, to the extent um, yeah. that I needed um, all the time. So, you know, I just took it upon myself to get, you know, employed and get a job. And my first job outside of, you know, after Mount Hershey was working at Friendly's um, in Palmyra, you know. And then, like, after that, I went from there to work for Texas Roadhouse, you know, to one place after the next. And for the last, you know, 15 years, I've been working for these places. Um, and like, you know, these places are, are like, you know, places that you work and get like a little bit of money to work per hour. Right. And it's always the notion that this is for a bigger purpose for me. And, and I must have said it, you know, manifesting it into reality. I just said a thousand times, you know, over those nights, those long nights, those hard nights, yeah. those cold nights, those dirty nights, you know, all those nights um, manifesting what I really wanted. And I was like, look, I'm gonna do this for myself one day. Yeah. And so um, I started from the bottom, you know, as far as in the kitchen, you know, back of house, still learning everything. And then I worked my way up you know, going to the front of house, you know, to bartending, to managing. And then wow. I once I got tired of that, I just stepped into owning my, my own business. And That's uh, awesome. by that time I was vegan. Um, I was already vegan for about, you know, three, 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 four years at that time. Okay. And so- uh, What year was I, that? When did that start? What year did that start? I believe I'm, okay. So like, I, I this, is, this is like a very, you know, no one really knows this about me, but I started this journey, um, out of a relationship that I ended with my child's, my, my kid's mother. Okay. And um, to, just because there was things that I wanted to pretty much change and grow from and progress to be a better person. And it was like, I wanted to be better for myself and not only myself, but my daughter. Um, so uh, in order to have a healthier me, a better me, I, I started to take steps to do that. Things that I kind of was holding back on or procrastinating on because I was thinking that this person may not want to see me or, or want to see me do the things that I want to do. Yeah. And so I kind of just took it as a, a, a vow of freedom, um, and self-expression for myself. I started growing my hair, you know, yeah. the day I became vegan, it was, I started growing my hair, um, or vegetarian. I started growing my hair. Then I started, um, to, to do other things, like think differently, study differently, mm -hmm. um, just unlearn the things I was doing before. And, uh, just to try to have a different impact on my daughter primarily. Yeah. And um, it, it made my thinking better. It like, it helped me, you know, stay positive, it helped me with, you know, maintaining my stress and my emotions. Um, all in all, it made me more aware and conscious of myself and others and things around me. And so for me, um, I just feel like it just opened my eyes to like everything else. And for the person that I felt like I wasn't able to be because of, of my past, I felt like I had, I had, I had been, you know, missing my calling or not exactly um, living up to my full potential. So it was like, this is what I knew that I could do um, without 
needing anyone else. You know, this is something that was already in my, in my, in my wheelhouse. I was already about health and fitness. Um, so, and food, you know, so, so for me to transition into, you know, wanting to learn more about how to cook food, it was only out of desire for and a need, like I had to find food, you know, so yeah. to do the journey, I had to figure out what to cook for myself yeah. and, you know, trying to fill it the, the same values of my daughter. I had to learn what to cook for her. Um, and, you know, her being a kid, you know, she's the, the, the biggest critic there is. Um, so I had to, you know, can, can completely change my ideas and, you know, in, in my my way of you know presenting it to her because at first it was you know just veggies and quinoa you know and just some guacamole or, or avocado on the side and yeah. that really wasn't you know it just got boring so yeah. I had the different presentations different things you know so her there's more than just eating vegetables because her mom would be like oh you're just giving her sides and you know no one would ever understand like people thought I was crazy you know yeah. when I first did this like this is a white people thing and like you know I'm like like that's not that's not true and so I would educate myself on you know what were the indigenous you know, diets and lifestyles that we had prior to being, you know, colonized, you know, moving to America. So right. it, it was, um, it, it was a, it was a huge journey for me. And like, I learned a lot about, you know, myself and my culture, I learned a lot about, you know, the history that there wasn't, that there wasn't taught to us. I learned a lot about the food culture, the food history, yeah. um, you know, what's hybrid and what's not hybrid. I was introduced to Dr. Sebi and it like took me off on a whole nother realm. And it was like yeah. really, um, resonating with me in my experiences. I would take, I was taking what I was learning from all these different sources and applying it to my life as like experimental, you know, but, and then in doing that, I was feeling better. I was eliminating my allergies. I was limiting my headaches. I wasn't stressing. I wasn't always angry. I wasn't, I was able to feel myself getting in through, through my emotions and be present um, instead of just reacting to things. Yeah. Um, like it, it, it was really, really um, like, I, I want to say like, it's the craziest experience I've ever had. Yeah. And for, for me, this is something that I, I, I try to instill in other people. Like, it's not just about you. It's not just about, you know, the future generations, but it's also about the environment that we leave those future generations. And so um, just being more conscious and of the holistic approach to everything, yeah. um, how everything comes from the ground up, you know what I mean? And our impact on those things is yeah. like, I became more aware. And so I wanted to just share that with people. And I feel like for me, I, me wanted to change the world and be a better person for the world. I wanted to find a way to, to do that. And I felt like food was the way to do that. I was noticing that through food, I was teaching people. People were more adept to try to change their lifestyle if they can see an option or if they can see a possibility. They couldn't see it before, just seeing all sides in their head of potatoes, carrots, and broccoli. Oh, I don't want that, want that. Yeah. you know, but it, presenting it in a way that's going to be um palatable and attractive to them yeah and it's fun you know so you, you have to do that and I, I learned to do that um over time yeah and this is what I built you know this is definitely something that I, I've worked worked hard to do um yeah. and I, I take a lot of pride in it. um I want people to to pretty much take what I do and, and go and do it for themselves you know but yeah yeah you know and as you should be extremely proud of your journey because that that journey to first self-awareness and then, you know, unlearning, I love what you said, unlearning what was not good for you and then relearning, you know, some new experimental things to see how that's going to affect your mind and your body and your spirit. Uh, that's so crucial because a lot of times everything we've learned, we got, you know, from our past, from our parents, from our friends, from whatever. Um, and then that just becomes kind of stuck. Um, and a lot of times it's not progressive because it's of the past, you know? So it's, it's, and I tell that to people all the time, you know, of, of different areas in our life, you know, we have to unlearn what we've learned and recondition our, our brain, reprogram our brain for some new stuff, you know, 
Um, so I love that. I think that's phenomenal that you were able to do that and then apply all that you've learned. Um, you know, all the, all the research that you've done is amazing. You can tell that you really went deep into the research. I love that you went deep into the culture um, because that comes out now in your food. It comes out in your branding. Um, it just comes out in the energy of, of what you're doing in, in all your diff different business models. Um, I see it in like the market, you know, the type of audience that you're attracting. I see it in the articles that I've read about you so far, what people say, they, they're picking up on all of that energy. So it's, it's really, it's really cool. And to do all of that so young, um, phenomenal, you know, a lot of people don't really reach that journey of enlightenment um maybe later in life like 30s and 40s and 50s and some people actually never do they're never able to you know reach self-awareness and enlightenment and they kind of just keep passing on like you said the same stuff over and over to our generations um so the fact that you did that so early and so young your kids are going to be so much better for it um so i love that um what year what year was it that you started ward of health yeah, I want to say uh, that's, that's what I'm supposed to answer. That was the really the original question you asked me. Um, so 2016 well, the original one was when did you go vegan? Because yeah, think 2016 was okay. the journey. Like, I started my hair. I started being vegetarian. Okay, so 2016, I think I was vegetarian. 2017 was when I became vegan. Okay. Um, and so since 2017, yeah. And then yeah, when did you say, you know what, I'm going to do Ward of Health. I'm going to start my own business. Water Health started in 2019. Um, I actually was was actually had my best job working for uh, Ralph Wartan at Cafe 1500. I was a front house manager, you know, the best money I've ever made in my life. Um, I definitely um, was working for him and, you know, it was fine. It was great. I was working six days a week and I was working like 12 hours a day and it was just taking a toll on my mental and it wasn't allowing me the creative space that I wanted. It wasn't, it was stifling my vision for what I wanted for myself. You know, I wanted all the things that I wanted to do, I thought I wanted to do, like I wanted to be a SMIA and, or, or, you know, wine steward. And so for me, didn't wanting to do that and then wanting to be a server in, in the industry, it wasn't in line with my values. I was vegan at this time. And so serving, you know, wine, like I wanted to quit drinking. And so like, yeah. like serving wine and being a bartender was impossible to do because I always had to taste the wine and alcohol. Right. Right. Um, so that, that, that was a, you know, a conflict of interest. And then, you know, serving food to people, lying to them, telling them, hey, you should eat this, you know, yeah. no, that it was just, just to get a check, you know, just right. like that, that wasn't something I really wanted to do. Yeah. And so for me, it was like this, like people would ask me all the time, like, what do you really think? Like, I, I asked them, do you want my honest opinion? And they would ask me, oh yeah, I mean, honest opinion. I'd say, well, I'm vegan. And they either, they either stop me or yeah. they'd allow me to continue. And yeah. so I would do my, um, my duty as a vegan in, in talking to my customers and letting them know the truth if they ask for it. But as far as doing my job as a server, I was still gonna explain to them and do the, my job the best of my ability. And I'm not gonna you know, ruin their, your experience. But at the same time, if you want me to tell you the truth, I'm gonna tell you the truth. Right. Um, so, uh, and, and like, that's just, you know, that's just something that I, I tell people all the time, like, you know, for, for, for me, I don't, I don't look down upon anybody who, who isn't where I'm at in my journey. You know, I just try to make people aware because for me, when I was aware of it, when I seen it, when I, when I realized it was when it stopped for me, yeah. you know, if, if someone tells you um, the truth that you've never been told about something that you really weren't, um, you know, knowledgeable of it's like wow how you can't ignore it after that you know right. it's like if you, you you're choosing to ignore it um so ignorance is no longer an, an option yeah um so for me for me i just try to educate people 
Um, because it's not just like, hey, let's do it because it's a fad. Let's do it because it's a trend. Let's do it. I've been, I was doing it before that. I was doing it when it was weird to do it. You know, I was doing it, you know, when they were like, hey, you're not, you're the only black person doing it. Like, they're yeah. like, I'm like, I'm not doing it for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think Janita was the initial person, Janita Medina, she was the initial person who was of color who yeah. showed me that it was possible to do it. Um, yeah. And she was doing it. And I loved what she was doing. And like, you know, she has a wholly different, different take on things, you know? So like, for me, I just took what she did and just added my own vision, you know, added everything that, you know, I, I saw and she showed me and, you know, that I learned on my own journey, you know, but those were the only people I've seen. Janita and there probably might've been one other person who was a vegetarian that I knew at the time. Um, and there was nothing else, you know, so there was- you know, that, That's hard when, when, you know, you're the only one and you have, you know, <laughs> friends and family and, you know, they're still eating that old way where it could still be tempting, you know? And then you also have, you know, people telling you like, this is weird, this is weird, this is weird. It's almost like when you want to start a business and everybody's like, no, not a good idea, or it's probably not going to all the negative, you know? So it's like that weight that you're, you're already struggling with certain things on your own, let alone the weight of everything else coming down. So, but good for you that you, that you were able to push through that and say, but this is what I want. This is where my passion is because as you're talking about it, I can feel your passion. So your passion was obviously a lot stronger, your need for this feeling of, you know, self-betterment was a lot stronger than a lot of what you had to, to deal with getting up there. Yeah. But I can't believe you started Ward of Health only in 2019. To yeah. see your progression, because I watch, I watch you on social media. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm every article that came out, I think I've I think I've seen like two so far that were very recent, but I've, I've seen other little things all over social about, about you. And I love your videos that you're doing. Um, first of all, I love food. Let me just say that. So <laughs> for, for a while now, yeah, you've been a, you've been a beast in the kitchen. Definitely. Yeah, I, I love cooking. You know, what's so funny is my husband went to culinary arts school. So he always thought he was either going to be a chef or some sort of, you know, running of the restaurant. So um, he did like two years food service management, two years like culinary. Um, and then for like 11 years from college on, he worked in the restaurant industry. So he was front of the house, back of the house. Um, he wanted to open his own restaurant at one point, but then, you know, yeah, yeah, he, 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 he did all of that. Um, but then we saw like running your own restaurants, it's very consuming time-wise. Um, mm -hmm. So he then thought he was going to get into like restaurant consulting, but then we ended up in financial planning. Um, but now, and he's, he's a, he, he's an eater like, like me, we, we love going to places like Houston's and eating prime rib. We're not the healthiest, but now you're a cooker. You're not like a person yeah. that goes out and just buys the product you cook. I've, I've seen you cook and you yes. cook. So like, I, if I was in my day when I was eating meat, I would be fine with eating at your house. No yeah. problem at all. Thank you. Yeah. So we, we I know. Thank you so much. That means so much to me because I also thought I was going to get into culinary art. I wanted to be a chef all my life. I just wanted to like feed people. But I have two brothers and they were older and very like dominant and persuasive. Yeah. They were like, you're doing business nothing else you're going to be a businesswoman that pays better you know so i yeah. studied marketing and, and business but um which i'm kind of glad i did because i do love cooking for people but i don't like cooking under pressure um 
So that to me is, would be hard to, to cook under the pressure of, you know, however many people need this and what time and this and that. I like to cook and drink and, <laughs> you know, have no, no time or, <laughs> but yeah, me, exactly to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like fun, fun social cooking. But um, he recently um, is really getting into his health. So now he's thinking more about um, going raw. He's doing like a juice cleanse right now that, that he started. It was like a 30 day thing. Um, he's working with like a wellness coach that's helping him through that. Uh, Cause he's starting to feel it. at one point he had high blood pressure. Um, so he's like, you know, we just need to eat better. My, our daughter's starting to eat more and more candy. We're seeing that she thinks about it as soon as she wakes up in the morning, I want chocolate milk. So he wants to like exactly what you said. He's like, we, she's going to eat whatever we eat. She's going to have whatever habits we have. We need to start teaching her the right way. Like we need to start feeling better. Um, so he's definitely getting more and more into like the better eating. And then as he does it, of course, I want to do it or I want to cook better. So I don't tempt him as much, you know? Um, so I've been putting him onto your videos. Cause I'm like, look, we can make, <laughs> we can make crab cakes, you know? <laughs> Honestly, I mean, <laughs> listen, I, I tell people I did this, um, you know, out of desire, you know, I did this yeah. out of you know, the passion and the need for it. But at the same time, my parents, you know, my grandparents, you know, they had diabetes, high blood pressure, yeah. you know, heart disease, cancer. And I didn't want that. I, I didn't want that. And like, it terrifies me, you know, like I want to live a long, happy life. Yeah. And so for, for me, I, my vision of myself, and this is like something that I've been dreaming about for years, I'm talking about for like probably 20 years, it's been a dream of mine. Um, I, I just want to be wealthy enough to afford a lifestyle of being on the beach every day, doing yeah. yoga, kung fu, and surfing. I love that. Let me do that. that that's awesome. it. I just want to be the old, the old guy with dreads walking yeah. on the beach with no shirt on, sandals, a surfboard, and yeah. that's it. You know, he just eats a whole bunch of food. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, it. that's it. That's it. And so yeah. for, for, for me, um, I just really don't have a lot of needs. I, I really just want to farm, you know, just yeah. have my kids be healthy, and that's it, you know? Yeah. yeah. I've always wanted a farm. That's one thing that, that, is a passion of mine. I want to, I want a ranch. I definitely want to be able to live off my land and be resourceful. For me, I feel like humans, yeah, like we were literally made to be resourceful. Um, and I think a lot of what we've done, yeah, it's more about convenience, fast, you know, process, and it's, it's all about money now and it's it's such a terrible thing. Yeah, we've gone, we've used nature and like shit it on it afterwards like we're not being resourceful we're being like um over like greedy we're, we're taking it and, and using it in a negative way you know there is a way to be resourceful and and still balance nature and us you know and i don't feel i feel like the majority of people are not doing that but like you said if we go back to our roots every culture was brought up living off the land you know cultivating the land uh, and then as business and industrialization came you know it's just about taking advantage of the land and not just being resourceful with it um, so i love the fact that more and more people now finally are getting on this trend or this better healthy lifestyle um, thing that's going on because in the end it is going to help you know our ecosystem going to help us live longer um just gonna have healthier people healthier kids healthier you know, obesity is happening in kids it's terrible 
Yeah, I mean, to, to the point where there's a lot of things happening with kids, there's a lot of things happening with the earth. And I mean, it all comes back to us taking ourselves and knowing that we're going further and further away from nature, closer to being, you know, autonomous technology. You know what I mean? So it's all cool, it's all great, it's all convenient, but do we want to be, you know, synthesoids? <laughs> right, we, right. That we are. So it's like, um, it, it's like for, for, for me, it's like I just, I just don't get it. Um, for, for, for me, I try to tell people like, you know, you gotta approach your, approach everything, you know, with. The mindset of like where does it start you know like right. where does it come from you know when when i when i when i feel like my 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 nose flaring up or something yeah. like that or i feel like mucus in my throat or i feel like any type of you know ailment normally like for the last five years i haven't felt anything you know but if i feel something like an itchy throat i know that that's my body's response to something that i had that i wasn't supposed to or something that's around that i'm fighting off yeah. um but if like for the most part doing those things is is like just listening to your body is what I try to tell people. Like if you you can tell when you have a reaction to something, you know, like when I eat strawberries and when I eat pineapple, my nose sweats. My nose does not sweat any other time. I can run 11 miles, my nose will never sweat. But wow. if I eat a pineapple or a strawberry, my nose sweats. Wow. And so um, it's, it's just mild reactions to things like that, just to be more aware of, more conscious of, um, just to be conscious of the fact that, hey, if you're going to take something, you know, that that, that was alive and kill it, then you need to replace it with something, you know, you, you need to be doing something like observing that, you know what I mean? Remembering that, recognizing that and being grateful for it, you know, respecting yeah. it and not like necessarily just abusing it, you know, like it, it's, it's different if we would be, there would be no need for veganism if we were just taking what we needed to eat and nothing more. Right. We, we throw away half the food we eat, half the food yeah. we kill to eat. Um, you know, we're, we're like raiding the, the, the oceans, raiding the forest, you know, yeah. just, destroying as much as we can just to put food on our table yeah is that, is that what we're really doing and it's like we say we're higher beings we're intelligent beings but like we really don't move right like that. yeah it's gluttonous it's absolute gluttony it's, it's lazy for real yeah. it's basic um we, we we think we're doing a better job because we're trying to you know provide this service so we're industrializing everything making it you know we're throwing out nets the size of towns you know yeah. to cover this large ocean space yeah. raising the ocean floor to rip up coral reef you know, to grab, you know, so many things to eat, you know, killing so much more. Um, it's like, like you said, point? we're not replacing it. And that is so, so important mm -hmm. because if you're, if we're not replacing it at the pace that we're taking it, then it, it's going to deplete. I mean, that's why these things are going extinct. Our coral reefs. Yeah. They're going completely white dead. It's really, and that, I mean, you take one thing out of the ecosystem, the whole chain is starts to get messed up it's a chain even, chain reaction exactly what you just said exactly what you just said we're literally like it's like taking a tree out the forest does so much damage to the forest taking fish and coral out the ocean takes does just as much damage as anything else so it's like we need everybody on this 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 you know spaceship called earth we need everybody to do their job and their part you know part of the crew you know um so like for me it's like I think that we all could be better custodians as humans. You know what I mean? I think that um, where we're getting there, we're all becoming more aware. For yeah. me, I feel like my biggest impact, what I can do to change the world and do my job is to just continue to do what I'm doing. And so yeah. like when people try the food and they try the food, but then they hear like, you know, what else about like this about me or yeah. this about you know, what, why I'm doing this, 
then then they start to be like, okay, it's a bigger picture, you know, because it's not just about today. It's really about tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day. Like I want an ocean. I want beaches. I want I want that for my grandkids. I want that, you know. Right, exactly. So, and, and I don't I don't want them to be there with an inhaler and have a mask over their head yeah. because you know or, or, you know what I mean I, I don't want fish. that. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. want that. So, yeah. Yeah. So, Ward of Health. What if people want to try your food? Where do they go? How do they try your food? I mean, the Broad Street Market is open from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Okay. Uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Okay, that's and in that's the best place to food. Yes, that's in Harrisburg. Yeah. Okay, so you, you have you do have your spot at the Broad Street Market. Are you mm-hmm. always there? I am always there. Yeah, as yeah. of now, I'm always there. Um, yeah. I was trying to take a step back and uh, you know let it be run by itself, but I have to be there right now. While we just yeah. added like 14 new items about a month ago, um, so until you know everything's perfectly running, um, I'll be there. Exactly. It's so hard, especially in the beginning, for the founder, you know, the person who runs it all, this is your thing, you know, to, to leave it up to some of the employees, you know, it, it's, it's almost so impossible. Things. Yeah. Yeah. It's so like, I don't know if you know this, I also have a cookbook coming out. Um, you know, so on top of like, you know, the videos that we try to create for everyone, I've been, you know, I've very much slacking on that, trying to do everything else is running the business. Yeah. Um, but the videos are coming back. Um, we have, you know, the products coming out. Um, so what are the products? Products we have are we have a hot tea coming out called Regulate. Um, we, we we like released that at a small release um, when we were doing you know the community um, based events. They were like the pop ups we were doing for Lakatora in Harrisburg. We released them there. We had some at the market when we first opened up. Um, the next thing after that would be like we're, we're we're trying to get our elixirs in stores. They're cold beverages. You know the butterfly pea limeade and the elderberry lavender tea. Okay. Um, we also have. Our seasonings. I have like um, a couple of blends of seasonings coming out. Coming out. Um, you know, we're just going to be rebranding um, to have a separate company underneath Water Health to pretty much you know pr- produce those and, and have those come out. Okay. Um, but yeah, different blends coming out of seasonings. We have the teas and we also have the elixirs coming out. Okay. So other Can than that, we get all this on the- your website. All this summer will be on my website. Yeah, it'll be okay. available everywhere. So yeah, um, okay. that'll be the next thing as well as the recipe book. So those, those four things. Yeah. How exciting. The recipe book is such a phenomenal idea. I've always <laughs> wanted to do like a recipe book that I'm able to pass down to all the kids in our family. Like we literally have, um, I have like 13 nieces and nephews outside of yeah. my, my one daughter. I have 13 other nieces and nephews already. And one of my brothers is not even done yet. His wife is pregnant now with their second baby. So that'll be number 14 uh, niece or nephew. So I want, what I've been doing is all the recipes that, you know, I have that I got from my mom or my sisters, and we just keep adding to it. I have like our Arabic recipes because we're, we're Arab. And then as we get more, like I love, I love Trinidadian food. That's one of my favorite foods. Um, so I've added like Trinidadian recipes in there. And then some other things that I have collected along the way, I add them in there and I have them in like my Gmail as like a draft. So when we're done, I'm going to do like pictures of us that I've collected, stuff like that, pictures of the food, put it in there, and then finally print it and give it to all the kids. And then they could pass it down to their kids. So at least like these recipes stay alive, you know, like I want my mom's because 
all Arab food, it has different variations, just like other cultures, like there's a recipe and then there's the Syrian way, then there's the Lebanese way, then there's the Turkish way, you know? I want my mom's way to stay in our generations, you know what I mean? So they can learn how my mom made cheese and learn how my mom made kubbe and stuff like that. So phenomenal idea. I will definitely be getting that cookbook. Keep in mind, um, for me, I, I think that this is something that resonates with me. Cookbooks are very sacred. They're like, yeah. um, if, if you watch any type of, you know, witchcraft shows or something like that, they're like the book of spells for each family. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like, and I mean that, like, if you think about it, they literally are sowing the life into the yeah. family. Because like, yeah. like, what you teach them are what they're going to teach the next and the next. Yeah. So it's like, what we have done accidentally has passed down, you know, um, pretty much foods that we've made out of scarcity, out of, you know, not have, out of not having anything in abundance. Yeah. Um, and so like we, we've done things, you know, just, just, just to make anything out of something, you know, or something out of nothing, you know? Yeah. So we've done that and uh, we, we kind of got to go back to just making it for the purpose of, you know, actually sustaining our life yeah. um, and bettering our and healing ourselves. Yeah. Um, so it's like, and, and, and we can always have the traditional, you know, recipes or traditional flavors, but right. we, we can make things more consciously than we were, um, knowing that, you know, we're eating something that's literally taking away from the purity of our body. It's, yeah. it's, it's like, well, now we, we can do better than that. So I, I think, I think, you know, as, as you go forward and make that recipe book, um, you should definitely channel that energy to, to want to want to pass down those great, great yeah. things about you know, health and wellness. Cause like for every, every, every generation we pass down recipe books. I look at mine and my grandmother's and it's like lard and stuff. Like, like yeah. we didn't know anybody, we didn't know any better, you know, like, yeah. and like e- e- eating, you know, the, the bowels of an animal is never going to be a good thing. So like, right. I would never pass that down to my family, but yeah. you know, just as far as the flavors, the seasonings, the, con- like the idea of how we did things, right. um, that's definitely something, you know, the energy, that's definitely the energy I want to pass down. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, we do a lot of, um, like you said, for sustaining food long-term, we grew up on a lot of fermented food. Like yeah. know, we ferment our olives, um, eggplant stuff with walnuts and, and garlic, I, you know, and red pepper and olive oil, like, and, and they'll last, you know, a year. So you make it once a year and then it's fermented. So it, it lasts all year. We eat it every day for breakfast, you know? Um, a lot of those recipes, hundred percent I'm passing down. Like the fact that my mom was so proud that I was like, I'm the youngest of seven. So, and I was the first to learn how to make magoose. That's what the, the fermented eggplant is called magoose. And I was the first to replicate it just like my mom. So she was like blown away that like I could do something fermented. But once I did it, I was like, man, I felt like empowered. Like I can I could totally do what my mom does, you know, and that, that feeling of like empowerment of being able to do that was, it felt so good. And I want, I want to be able to watch my daughter cook. Like you said, you guys being boys and being able to cook, your mom must've been so proud. Yes, she, she, she definitely is proud. My brother, he, he was the first to start a food business um, for our, for as far as my mom's kids. He had like a small catering business outside of his home with his wife um, in Allentown for a while. Um, and then like they stopped that and then did end up doing um, landscape. But yeah, he, he was very successful in doing that for the small period of time. Him and his wife are very well, very well known cooks in the city. So yeah. like my family is known for cooking. So like, it's not like a surprise to anyone. <laughs> How funny is that? That's like you guys, is, it's a legacy that's starting. It's a legacy that's happening there. Yeah. 
And then you're you're just making that legacy healthier and better and stronger and passing down all the good of it and making it, you know, just better for the kids. So of course they still get the flavors, like you said, the seasonings, you know, the way that that it's cooked and stuff, but now you're just passing on a healthier mindset to go along with it. Um, which is really, really phenomenal. I'm curious, um, how did the pandemic, I don't know if you had your, the market um, uh, at Broad Street, if that was open before the pandemic hit, and then were you able to experience um, any issues of the pandemic with that? Did you guys have to pivot in any way or how did the pandemic affect you? I'll explain to you my, my my situation. So for me, before the pandemic, okay, so I initially started Water Health. I quit my job, walked out, you know, just started Water Health. Okay. Um, like literally, uh, it was my 2019 resolution. I, I was 2018 at, uh, was it December 31st, 2018, at like 8, 8 p.m. I was on the phone and I'm like, look, I'm just going to walk out and my girlfriend at the time, my girlfriend's like, yeah, I just walk out. So I just walk out. And um, I just, I walked out and then I think, I believe I literally walked out, walked out the back and just kept walking home. Cause I lived like two blocks away from where, uh, two blocks away from where I live. Yeah. And um, I walk home and I'm just like, you know, thinking to myself and my brother had been telling me, just jump out the window with whatever you're going to do. And I'm just like, this is the thing I can do. And I remember, um, I remember thinking about it and just being hesitant about it and trying to figure out a name. And, you know, Maze, uh, Malcolm Maze is my best friend. And so he's all, he was always, you know, helping me, trying to push me to, 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 to move forward in, in that idea. And um, he was like, yo, you just gotta get a name, bro. You gotta get a name, you know what I mean? Such, such a brand tone. And I'm like, okay. And so we, we took a while to figure it out, but I, I pretty much knew I wanted to be health and wellness, food, you know, oriented, you know, restaurant type thing. Um, and uh, I believe we, we came up with it just off some, I was like, you know, something. It's like Board of Health, Department of Health, something. And it's like, it was like Ward of Health. And I was like, oh, that's actually nice. I like that. Yeah. And so we kept with that, ran with that. Um, and then like, for, for for me, it was something that I was very passionate about, and I wanted to like share it with people. And then when uh, Nipsey Hussle died, it was kind of like it resonated even more with me. And I was just like really upset and angry with the fact that Dr. Sebi died trying to try, trying to pretty much pursue the idea of spreading this knowledge to people yeah. um and i didn't know if it was because of their delivery or because of but no one else believed that it was because of whatever reason but for me i just i just thought it was something more behind it like why is someone trying to hide this information from our people yeah. and so um that, that's when i you know I, I went out and got a tattoo for the marathon you know i still got work yeah. right there the marathon i got that yeah. you know the, the, the marathon tattoo yeah I, I was just like you know just like i'm gonna do my part you know and yeah. i was just like i'm gonna continue you know that that part of his legacy um and i just you know taking around with it and we just been um continuing on you know what i mean like yeah. pretty much on everything i had to pivot into in, in 2020 because in 2019 i quit my job yeah um and i was just doing water health i had enough funds to get me through like you know majority of the year um then once they ran out um, I had to realize that, you know, this is something that I needed to, you know, supplement with, you know, another income. And so uh, I had to, or else I was going to fail. And so I, I got a job, another job working as a server bartender. Um, and then, you know, I, I, when they didn't want me anymore, because it was another place I was working for a French restaurant. I learned about French cuisine, a great restaurant. These run by three women, phenomenal women. Yeah. Um, taught me a lot about, you know, being owners and pretty much just guided me to um, want to do this. Yeah. Um, and believe myself because they started out the Broad Street Market. And so wow. knowing that they started Broad Street Market and where they were at that point, 
was, you know, a huge, huge, huge um, uh, feat and journey for them. So for me, I wanted to, you know, be a part of that. And I had already started in my mind, if I could start the brushy market, that'd be the best place for me to start. Yeah. Um, because it's pretty much a cheat code. People automatically go there. Um, and it's, it's just a source for what we already have in Harrisburg, which yeah. is great food. And so I just, you know, it was like, you know, I'm just kept in my mind. Um, and then moving forward, I, I, I left that job. And then I got another job working at Bonefish. And when I got a job at Bonefish, I let them know, hey, I'm, I'm a business owner. I have a business that I do on the side to do catering meal prep, you know, and provide food for people. Yeah. Um, so that, that, that will come first, you know, and they understood that. And then when COVID hit, um, I was working part-time when COVID hit, you know, the hours went down to pretty much nothing. Yeah. And so I just, just what I did second thought, I just, you know, dove right into doing my business more. Um, and, and that was just based on the need to have, I had more time, you know, I had more time, um, you know, at this point, you know, I was going to get unemployment. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to put all my energy into this and see where it lands me. Um, and just doing that, having the ability to have the, the free, the freedom, you know, to still have the same income I was having, um, and be at home all the time. I was just like, you know, just always posting, I was doing yeah. this, always doing that. So it was like, it was like a perfect setup for me to have, you know, it was like, I, it was a blessing, you know, so like, yeah, COVID sucked, but I got to flourish. So um, I, I, I continued on doing everything, you know, me and Malcolm Mays, you know, we did everything as far as, you know, making the videos and doing that, you know, him, like, you Is know, Malcolm pretty much. Put, Is he yeah, a he's in another mill too. He, okay. he didn't graduate, but he's been there, you know. Yeah, so he he's a, a once, you, once you spent one day at MHS, you're in the yeah, I mean, life. I think he was there from pre-K to ninth grade. So oh yeah, like, he, he wow. definitely, yeah. Um, but yeah, so moving on, you know, we were just trying to, you know, just continue on building, you know, our, our page and, you know, our brand. Um, and so I'm like, yeah, let's keep doing it, keep doing it. And then like, eventually it got to the point where I went to the market one day when it was open and one of my friends who I worked with at Rubicon, he was like, um, he was like, hey, he's like, hey, man, he's like, he's like, you still doing that at your house? I'm like, yeah. He was like, he's like, you do the events at Lakatoa, right? He's like, yeah. He's like, why don't you just get a spot here at the market? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just waiting until it's open, man. He's like, there's a spot here open now. And I'm like, oh, and I kind of like psyching myself out. Like, I was thinking like I couldn't do it yet. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah. I was like, he just kind of like encouraged me to do it. And his name yeah. is Josh. And he encouraged me to do it. Um, and I just went for it. I just talked to the director who also his name is Josh. And um, he was like, he was like, yeah, so like I brought some food for him, um, gave him my business plan. He introduced it to the board of directors and then they had me on there. And then like it took a couple months. Um, I didn't have the funds, you know, like, again, I just did it off the whim. So yeah. I had, uh, I had like maybe like one third of the money I needed. Yeah. Or, or and um, I just, you know, just like, let me ask for something, you know, I was yeah. like, what's the worst? I was like, I'm make people aware that I'm doing this. I was like, I'm really doing yeah. this for, for everybody else. You know what I mean? Like, right. so I can definitely cook right. for myself, but right. I'm doing it for everyone else, you know what I'm saying, to provide this for the city. So yeah. um, I believed in it. And a lot of people who believed in me saw me through my journey. And like, they would, you know, like I would do uh, a post where I'm like, hey, I'm doing pre-orders to pre-orders tomorrow. You know, tell me what you want from this little menu. And everyone would tell me what they want and I'd make it, you know, yeah. literally at my house and they come pick it up. And so when yeah. I when I could like make a decent amount of money off of doing that from my house without doing anything with, you right. know, COVID, like, why not just go for this? And so um, I based my projections off of that um, as far as my business went and pretty much just ran with it. You know, we went, we went, we went out the way and got everything we needed, set it up um, the way I, I, I've learned and, you know, been accustomed to doing, you know, in this industry yeah. Yeah. and handled myself accordingly. Like applied everything that I've learned. Yeah. Um, 
in this journey, in the journey, you know, in the restaurant industry itself, um, in, in my journey from health and wellness, all those passions I combined to one thing. And this, this is my baby, you know, more to health. So, yeah. Yeah. and it's so awesome. We were saying this a little bit earlier before I even started recording that I love what you built and how you're building it because you didn't just say, okay, Ward of Health is just the name of the, the, the restaurant at the market, you know, or it's just the name of a restaurant. You literally started off building the brand Ward of Health. And then under there, we're gonna have, you know, the market at Broad Street. We're gonna have this website. We're gonna have our different products. And it's, it's the umbrella name, it's the brand, and yeah. then all of your products and services underneath. And that is probably one of the smartest ways to build a company is by building the brand so people know the name so anything that you put under that name because they mm -hmm. love the brand they love the name they know it's you know um they know the quality of it right. they're gonna accept everything you put under it so right. it's just a really smart way to have done that um so kudos to doing it that way I mean, and continue to do that. The fact that, you know, you, you're going to have a cookbook under there. You're going to have your seasonings. You have your elixir. You're going to have all these things. These are just products and services. Your catering uh, plus the restaurant that is under the, the brand itself and your videos, your social. It's just building your brand out. It's so smart. I can't say it enough, honestly, how how smart of a decision that was for you to do it that way. From a business, I've been a business owner since 08. Um, so I've been in different industries as a business owner. I've talked to so many different entrepreneurs and read so many books and to, to see, know that, you know, to-, to yeah, see I'm not gonna say I act like I know everything. It's definitely not about me. Um, being a milk, um, I, I wanna say this before anything else is, you know, said being a milk, you know, just having, we've all, all me and my friends, we've always had a vision for what we wanted from the world and what we wanted out of it. Yeah. Um, and so for us, it's like, like, we wanted to be able to collaborate and bring ourselves together to, you know, put each other on and put each other positions and, you know, for, for the betterment of all of us, we bring each other up so we all can succeed and be successful. Yeah. Um, and just knowing, you know, my friends who have an expertise in everything, you know, like, uh, Malcolm is, a, is, is an artist. He's been an artist since he was 10 years old. And so he's been building his brand, building his craft, you know, doing all the things he's been doing and been able to pretty much in, in the best way possible, like, cause it's not easy trying to teach an adult or another person who, who's you pretty much your peer, the things that you've learned as to why, you know, this is, this is what they should do. And it, it, even to myself, I, I don't think for anyone, it's easy to just to listen to what someone is trying to tell you and just go with it. But I trusted him in knowing his, you know, how he built his brand and built himself up and everything that he was learning on his journey yeah. as an artist and how he's applying it for himself. And like, okay, I trust what you're telling me. And I know what you're telling me. Like, this is what you're passionate about. This is this, I, I trusted him too as well. And yeah. so like for me, knowing him, having him, um, on, on my team, you know, I mean, that's, you know, I, I can't, uh, I can't, I can't give a number, you know, to, yeah. to, to how much that's worth, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's worth more than anything. Yeah, absolutely. To me. So it's like, I, I definitely, you know, am very business minded and have an idea for things, Yeah. but having, having him here is like, not, it's not, it's not like, I can't, I can't sit yeah, there and act like he's not, measurable. I tell people all the time, it's definitely not all me. I have, I have friends, even my friends, you know, we're all aligned in something you know i alice gilchrist helped me build you know the the market 
the market, you know, the outlook and everything, how it looks. He helped yeah. me build it. He's put everything up, you know, just uh, like um, people believing in you, your, your friends and the people who really care about you, those people who, who know you and know your vision, like they, they know me, like he does what he does, not because he, he just wants to help me, but just because he believes in me and he knows that what I'm doing is genuinely, you know what I mean, what I want to do. And it's like who I am. So it's, you know, an integral part of, you know, what I'm trying to show the world. It's like, yo, this is what he really cares about. So, yeah. you know, of course, my, my friends have my back, but I wouldn't be anywhere I'm, I'm today without, you know, the people having my back to as well, because yeah. people believe in me and that's what empowers me to continue on. Yeah. Um, like I wouldn't have this platform that I have today if people didn't give me the opportunity to one, help them. Like Gary Gilliam was one of my first customers. Yeah. Um, to rock with me for an entire year, you know, doing meal prep, you know, and it wasn't, it wasn't cheap. You know what I mean? Like $2,100 every 12 weeks is not cheap. Yeah. Um, and and you know, he, he definitely, you know, rocked with me for the entire first year. Water Health, you know, was in, was in business. Yeah. Um, and so that, that helps sustain me, you know, as well, as well, but yeah. we definitely moved up to the market based on, um, our pretty much marketing, advertising, promotion that Malcolm was doing for water health, you know, my own footwork that we were doing at the markets, the catering, the food itself, yeah. um, just the collaboration between both of us, you know what I mean? And, and our businesses and our brands to build, you know, what we're building is, is where, you know, we ended up today. And it's like, it's, it's, it's only going to keep going. You already know. So it's like yeah. for us. This is something that like is like what we're doing every day, you know, every single day. Yeah. You know, and I love that you talked about vision because I talk to people about that all the time. It is so important to have a vision. I mean, God talks about it in the Bible, you know, without a vision, people perish. And it's absolutely true. When people don't have a belief in themselves or in something or if they are not in constant pursuit of something, a vision for their future, then we perish. We start to feel with no purpose. You know, we're just going through the motions of life. Kind of, I used to always joke around and say, you know, don't be a bag in the wind. You don't want to just let the wind blow you in every single direction. Have a vision for your life and always keep that vision. It's like having goals, you know, keep that vision in mind because it keeps you on a path. It keeps you having a purpose. And for you to have your own vision and then to have friends that you're surrounded by who have their own visions and believe in having a vision is so crucial. Because um, one, I mean, you're going to be this, the average of the people that you hang out with, five or six people that are closest to you. You're going to be the average of, of their personalities and their work ethic and their belief system and their mindset and all of those things. So the fact that you're surrounded by this core group of solid, solid people uh, who are very progressive, it looks like, um, is so important. I mean, again, especially at, at you guys being so young, it's so important. I tell that to people every day. And the majority of people I, I do talk to or mentor are like in their 30s and 40s and 50s. And they're just now learning the importance of having a vision, having a passion, a purpose. Yeah. So you're way, to, you're way ahead of the game. And thank God for great friends like that. And and some of them I heard were Milts. I know um, Gary Gilliam, I, I um, um, interviewed his partner um, about the bridge. So they have their own company going and, and all the great stuff they're doing for the community. It's just phenomenal, really phenomenal. So, I mean, yeah, go ahead. It's definitely something that, you know, I, I, I say that, you know, we're all coming into our own you know, um, yeah. there's a lot, a lot of milts out here doing, doing a lot of things, and it, you know, just speaks to the character of the people 
yeah. um, that we were raised by, you know, Catherine and Hershey, they were very, you know, entrepreneurial, yeah. you know, people, you know, so like we, we saw that and how they did, did it, had they had filled a thousand times and still built yeah. this, this wonderful legacy. Yeah. So, um, I, I think that's, that's also helps, you know, fuel, fuel us, you know, for me, I, I always wanted to impact people, um, and, and like knowing my abilities and knowing that, you know, for me, I always had a strong network and being able to pinpoint, you know, what, well, who is good for what and to show me what I can learn from. Yeah, I was probably maybe like I've had my closest friends are Malcolm, Alex, Devin, all Milts, um, yeah. Stacey Cabrera. Too. Well, he passed away, but um, oh. those are my closest friends. Even Richard Moranza, all of my closest friends, we all wanted to have something together, you know, be able to have like a conglomerate of businesses that work together to, you know, do this and that. I remember before we wanted to have a construction company and our original goal was to be able to get construction projects, you know, bids on Mil to Milton Hershey, uh, you know, to, to get money. So that's, that's what we always wanted to do. We always wanted to like, had a change too much, take over the world. Um, yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, just being able to help, help each other is like, is like all we've ever dreamed about. You know what I mean? So like, this is like, there's things that we've been talking about manifesting for, for our entire life. So how does um, entrepreneurship affect your family life as opposed to being an employee? Um, it's definitely something you got to, you know, focus on balance and have that in mind, um, have in mind, you know, uh, an idea for, you know, your schedule, time management, um, keeping in line with, you know, your, uh, your values, you know, your family should come first, you know, as far as, um, your business, um, it depends. You know, sometimes you have to balance your passion with your, you know, family. Um, for me, um, I, I've struggled with that a lot. Um, I've had, a hard time finding balance um, for me and my kids' mom. That was the reason why our relationship ended. I worked too much, um, but then after you know that relationship ended, I was able to dive in and just take a deeper look into myself and reflect and see what I wanted from life. And um, with that, able to find time to be with my daughter, find more time to be with her by being an entrepreneur and being a business owner. Before I was mainly working for someone else, taking a lot of my day. Um, to work with someone else during the times that suited them and their business needs. Um, now as a business owner, I'm, I'm able to suit my own business around my lifestyle and what I would like it to be. Yeah. Um, so I'm able to spend more time with my daughter and my family. Yeah. Uh, no, I am busy, you know, yeah. but it, it's, it's easier to balance when you're the, when you're the boss, as opposed to, you know, when you're, you know, the employee. Yeah, that's so true because, you know, as an employee, you could, you could spend the rest of your life, you know, constantly being controlled by, by someone else, your schedule constantly being dictated by someone else, or you can sacrifice, you know, a good five to 10 years as an entrepreneur and not have a lot of time during that time. Um, but then to have the rest of your life to be completely flexible and more open. Um, right. So it's like a little trade-off, you know, trade-off time now. Um, than for later, or as opposed to, you know, in a, in a normal job, normally, you know, people get like two days off, but that's the rest of your life until you retire, yeah. you know? Rest so, of your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that was a big reason I said, you know, I'm going to just, I'm going to, I'm going to be an entrepreneur because for me, I couldn't, I didn't have kids at that time, but I couldn't, I just couldn't wrap my head around someone dictating everything about my money, my time, my what my job description is like my day to day I just couldn't 
I knew I couldn't do that the rest of my life. So I was like, well, I got to figure something else out because this is just not in my, in my personality to, to do that. Mm -hmm. And I think that, that was a, the same case with you, I think, because I think you, you had so many of the characteristics and like the itches of a typical entrepreneur. And I think yeah. you had that young. Yeah. So you could see it in a lot of your personality traits and, and how early you knew, you know, you wanted to make these types of shit. So some people are born to be entrepreneurs. I think you might be one of those people. <laughs> I think, I think it's exactly what you said. Um, it's like a desire to not really want to be controlled. Um, like for me, I'm, I'm very big on authority. I really don't like authority. I don't like, like someone telling me what to do. I don't like, you know, rules are cool. Yeah. I like structure. But in a sense that I like to be free to do what I want to do. And yeah. so um, being that we only got one life to live and, you know, time is precious. I wanted to be able to maximize my time here on earth, you know, by um, combining my passion with, you know, what I do to put food on the table. Yeah. Um, finding, you know, my ideals with that as well. So that way, you know, I can still work, but be in the form of, you know, my, what, I'm, what fulfills me. Um, so like, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to do, you know? So I'm, I'm happy. I'm happier than I've ever been because I'm living in my truth and I'm doing what, you know, I want to do. Yeah, so. exactly. Honestly, it's all about fulfillment. It's really what it comes down to in, in order to just live a happy life is to just constantly feel fulfilled. Even if that means you enjoy every journey you're on. And that's the whole point. You know, it's not about just the goal, the goal, the goal, or the results. Mm -hmm. You gotta enjoy the entire process in order to feel happy and fulfilled. So that's, Absolutely. that's good. Okay, so second to last question. Um, what does being a milk mean to you? Um, being a milk is very, you know, very important to me. Uh, like I was telling you earlier, it's like, you know, the strongest network you can have is a milk, you know, to, to connect with the people around you um, who experience the same things we've experienced, whether they came from, you know, the same generation of classes as you or not. Um, we all share, you know, key things about ourselves, you know, with each other because of the, the same experiences that we, you know, hold, hold dear to. So um, for me, I, I definitely, you know, I rely on my milk as my family. You know, those are people I look I look up to. I I, I uh, remain closest to. Um, it's definitely my 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 extended family. You know, I'm I talk to probably you know three of my middle best friends every day. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. You know that's so funny because and I I've been watching like the progression of alumni or like the characteristics of alumni over time, um, and I think that the younger the classes get, the more connected they stay after they graduate. Whereas the older classes that graduated a little bit older, like me, we're actually not as connected. Whereas like we're, we're working with one another, we're in constant communication, it's, it's positive communication. Um, and that's funny that, that it's that way. I think in, in our generations, we start to like want that back again when we're like 30 40 and then we're like oh man now i want to get back in touch with mills um, and you guys is in the younger classes hold on one second baby in the younger classes i feel like that as you know right after graduation you guys still maintain such strong relationships 
uh, and connections, which is which is really it's cool. And I, I I'm trying to figure out what that reasoning behind it is. I think a lot of it has to do with our experiences at Milton Hershey, um, individually and together. Um, I think that might have a lot to do with it. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's 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 cool to see that that in these younger classes you guys have phenomenal friendships like after after Milton Hershey, which is great. And that's yeah. only gonna strengthen the overall alumni association, you know? Absolutely, yeah, definitely. Because I mean, I wouldn't, I, I, I can't, I can't yeah, the value of Milton is crazy. Like the, what, what we do for each other and you know, how we look out for each other. There's yeah. no other yeah. group of people like us. So yeah, definitely gotta use it, take it, use it to your advantage. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was the other thing um, about the trait of an entrepreneur that I could easily see in you. When I reached out to you on Messenger, you know, about inviting you onto the podcast, it was an instant, absolutely, I love what you're doing. Uh, let's make it happen. You know, let's do a quick schedule. And it was so easy to, to set it up with you and so quickly. And that's, a, that's such a good, strong trait of an entrepreneur because you understand the value of networking. You understand the value of staying connected with other people and utilizing different platforms, um, which, you know, a lot of people don't get it either because maybe they're too busy. Maybe it's not a priority for them right now, which is totally fine. But for sure, um, a great entrepreneur is always ready and prepared to, to get out there and network and, and get on a, another marketing platform. Um, so I appreciate that in you for sure. And uh, last question, um, what is, your overall vision for your future uh, legacy and your future generations? Um, I'm just trying to change the world, um, literally. And uh, I'm doing it through my brand uh, to bring awareness to the environment, to our own health and um, ourselves as people. I would like, for my vision, I would like us to be more aware and become better custodians of the earth, um, you know, just, treat each other better, you know, be better as humans um, and just do better. Like we're so smart and so intelligent and so, you know, capable of, of great things. Um, I just would like us to start living up to those things um, yeah. and being the higher life form that we are. Yeah. So, and, you know, yeah. I think, I think that that'll probably happen, especially now with, you know, the awareness social media brings and the, the healthier trends people are getting on. Uh, people are moving towards um, activism, humanitarianism, you know, taking care of our ecosystem. More and more people, I think, are jumping on that boat um, and, and fighting for that kind of stuff. And it's a, it's a lot of young people again. Again, yeah. it's like these, it's, it's like history is, is going, it's different than it was before because young kids now are getting more um, passionate. And they're very expressive, like the younger, even kids, kids, like the way they want to do business now is all about, you know, what I love, my passion, being expressive. Like a lot of them aren't, aren't even thinking of jobs, you know, right. whereas that's what we grew up to, to be trained to do, go to college, get a job, go to college, get a job. These younger kids are thinking of businesses sooner. They're thinking of volunteering, you know, in Russia or wherever the heck they want to go sooner, yeah. uh, Antarctica, you know, to go try to help climate change. Things that I know for me, when I was young, I never even thought of, no one ever had talked to me about climate change. You know what I mean? Right. Maybe it wasn't such an issue back then, but um, I think younger people these days are, are jumping on that boat a lot faster than we did. So I think that's going to all play into your legacy and, and you raising your daughter, you know, to be that way. So 
Yeah, yeah, that's a good, that's a great legacy to lead back. Um, because again, it's all about giving. It's a legacy of giving. You're trying to make the world a better place. Um, so it's a great, you know, shows a lot of character. Yeah. So um, before we go, before we go, um, I'd love for you to shout out again, your place of business, um, your website, any, any social contact info you want people to have. Um, it's going to be on your description for the episode, but, but why don't you shout it out for everybody also. Shashan? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Word of Health is located at 1233 North 3rd Street at the Broad Street Market in Harrisburg, PA. Um, we're open from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Our website is wardofhealth.com. Our Instagram handle is at Word of Health. And our Facebook page is Word of Health LLC. Awesome. And then the elixirs are coming soon. Cookbook coming soon. I'll definitely be on yeah, the Yeah, elixirs coming soon. Season is coming soon. Um, hot teas coming soon. And cookbook is also coming soon. Nice. Nice. And I'm going to definitely check you out at, at Broad Street. I'm going to make a trip down there just so I can go eat some of your food because the video Absolutely. Bring it down. have me so hungry. Yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely be there. And thank you again for being on this podcast. I really appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Bye. Yeah.